0: Welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. My name is David Cowleshaw and I'm joined by Chris Brammer. Hello Dave, how are you? I'm not too bad. And I'm also joined by Tony Lloyd. Hello Dave, how are you? I am less musical than you two, but um, (laughs) you know, that's absolutely fine. Uh, It's an absolutely fine Sunday evening. Uh, Rather cold, but at least Stoke City did a bloody win. Uh, <laughs> thank God for that. Um, and it was a comfortable one. Just uh, just never really felt threatened at all by those bluebirds and their ways. 2-0 uh, <laughs> to Stoke, an own goal and a Joe Allen screamer uh, to <laughs> no. set Stoke on the way. Uh, keeps us at arm's length from the... Relegation zone, but it's a but it's a short stubby arm, like you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know God. people short
1: stubby arms, not. <laughs> Chris, talk now. <laughs> oh, yes, okay. Um, yeah, you are you are completely, completely correct. I felt that it's it's rare this season where I feel watching a match that I'm just like, oh, do you know what I can probably just sit back and relax while watching this because not literally they ain't they ain't got a prayer because that was the type of game it was as you say it was really 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 comfortable um i've just in in preparation for the episode pulled up the bbc uh sports news article on it to look at the stats and i'm amazed to see that we had the same number of shots and they had more possession because that is just genuinely not how the game felt at all
2: um,
0: that's typical have- BBC bias for me that. <laughs> yeah. Scrap the licence fee yeah. I don't want these fake news stats
2: <laughs> Yeah yes. Infragoal thinks we had 52%.
0: Yeah that's what we need, more oh, more okay. independent commercially funded stats <laughs> what Don't, we, don't what want we these need fake is- stats cropping up on question time Well,
1: well here's the thing, on, on the BBC it says Cardiff with possession of 52% as well so that's Opposites, and and all I'm feeling is that the fifty two percent is going to plague us for the rest of existence
0: bloody <laughs> oh God. bloody bluebirds broadcasting corporation if you ask me more, <laughs> <it's more laughs> no, I'm
2: sticking with info stoke
1: nice but yeah I did genuinely felt it was um it was a, a decent a decent game from us I thought we we looked solid um and, I mean, Cardiff aren't exactly having an amazing season, uh, but they've certainly had a better season than, than, than we have. I mean, they, were, they are one of those teams who supposedly are challenging for the playoffs this season. That's um,
0: about 15 teams, usually, in any game <laughs> championship season. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is, but I would say that at the moment it would be from... 11th upwards Mm. is challenging and Cardiff are currently in 10th because of their loss yesterday so I I didn't feel confident going into it mainly because we just had some really bad performances recently but no we did we did really well and I was I was impressed by by some of our players Um, I thought that Firstly I think that as a team we look so much better when Tyrese Campbell plays even when he isn't like scoring goals he just seems to offer us something that stretches opposition defenses and that and that's that's awesome um I felt that uh let me look at my notes what did I write <laughs> um I felt that Thompson actually for the, it's been the first game to probably see him I thought he was decent you know I thought he he, he surprised me because I didn't know what to expect but I no came came across quite well. Um I don't really have many complaints. It wasn't like yeah, smash, amazing, what a
2: game, but it was comfortable and that's sometimes all you want. I think that sums us up under Michael O'Neill. Performance-wise, we looked like we usually look when we're good under O'Neill in that we can score goals fairly freely it seems and we sometimes look a bit ponderous and pass it along the back which I like. Um, because keeping possession is good and sometimes we're setting traps and moving opposition around which is good as well um, sometimes we're a bit slow to release it but then enough times we're pinging it forwards and attacking with real pace but when when we're good on, under a O'Neill it does just look like we're doing football and sometimes scoring rather than <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean, it's not like we're amazing doing little triangles and all this kind of thing or just long ball and destroying other sides, we just look like we're we're not doing anything complicated, we're just, we're just playing football in an effective, simple way, yeah. and we're just better than teams, and it's really good.
1: Effective, <laughs> do you know what, that is, that is an exact, that's a great way of describing us, because I would, if, if someone was to ask me, how do you play under O'Neill, um, obviously Nathan Jones, he had his ideas, but we played them badly. Yeah. But I, I, I would genuinely struggle to define how it is we play. And I think just the word is effective and pragmatic. It's, it is very much we play a very nondescript brand of football that is just also very us as well. Yeah. It's a weird oxymoron. But,
2: yeah, effective. We are, we are effective. It, it does sometimes feel like some, somebody says, oh, oh, how did Stoke get on? And you're like, oh, we played all right, scored five. yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's yeah, we
0: Yeah, we're never going to be uh, a particularly free-flowing team, but we're never going to be a, a sort of eye-gouging Tony Pulis latter years mess either, I don't think, because mm. uh, whilst we do have that bedrock of a solid... Well, no, I was going to say bedrock <laughs> of a solid defence. We have, we have a, a system <laughs> that is designed for us to, uh, in theory, um, you know, shut teams out of games like we did against Cardiff. But obviously... Um, What we have had recently is uh, individual mistakes and a back four who are still uh, getting used to each other and who can be exposed by things like pace or Mm. a bit of trickery from someone like uh, Eze. But when you play uh, teams without that kind of wild card player, then it becomes a lot more straightforward, the whole defending as a unit uh, type thing and yeah. to be fair you know he, he stuck with an unchanged team from QPR and a lot of people uh, myself included were probably very skeptical of that and were was like are we st- are we still sure about playing Bart and Chester together because look at what's happened um but ag- again very limited uh, opposition but um he's been he's been proven proven right there and he's managed um our injury minor injury crisis uh, effectively as well by uh, playing Powell on the left again, a decision which I thought, oh, do we really need to do that? Can we not? I don't know play reached there, playing Goy there or something, but uh, Powell just seems to be involved in every single Stoke goal now. He's he's just <laughs> um, at the heartbeat of everything, even when he's like on the shunted uh, away on the left. So that's been. Uh, a really, really tremendous thing uh, seeing Nick Powell start to emerge and uh, come to the fore, and also mm. the, I think the biggest thing is um, what's been nice about the O'Neill resurgence is a that it wasn't a short bounce of three or four games and then you know we wobble. It's been a sustained period. We've we've sort of mm. we've sort of had to grow into becoming a Martin O'Neill side, and then in Michael. recent weeks we've had. A couple of shocking results uh, in terms of how many goals we've conceded, but we've we've bounced back from that. We've kept a clean sheet, um, and I, th- is I, th- I think our home record since he took over is the second best in the league. So lots of lots of positives, and after the kind of uh, negativity of last week losing two in in one okay. uh, week, we just really really needed this. And given that. None of Middlesbrough, Huddersfield, Wigan, Barnsley, or Luton refuse to do the decent thing and die. Um, we we really need to keep at it.
1: We we do. In I think a few a few weeks ago there was almost a glimmer of us not getting no, definitely getting complacent in terms of yeah we got a few wins we're we're fine now and. And we're not We're still three points away From that dreaded drop zone League one is still A very big possibility um, But whilst we are Getting these results And showing that we are A competent team Because they're not just Like lucky wins or anything We are a decent team But we still do have <coughs> it in us To go the full Stoke And the, mm-hmm. the full four pass Stoke Joke all over again Like mm. it's we, we still have that within us um and i suppose that's something that won't really disappear until you'd get the 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 manager working with the players in a pre-season and you get more players of his type in and you start to rebuild you may never go you never know there's a, teams always have a bit of a a bit of a disaster waiting within them at some point Certainly it's, stoke teams so yeah certainly stoke teams but the the fact that we do also we, we can play well, we can put teams effectively to the sword, and I do think that on occasion we do show that no, we are better than these teams down the bottom and we are in a false position and that if we have a better run at it, we can do can do a lot better. I mean, I'm not putting any brave predictions on where we're going to be next season because, hey, you don't know what division it will be in but <laughs> we certainly, it isn't, Oh god this is I'm I'm remembering our relegation From the Premier League season And us saying That you know It's still within our hands We're still a great team We've still got good players We can still play well But it's all still true We certainly Aren't the worst team in the division And we can on our day Still play much better than than Any other team I mean we beat West Brom the other week Like, Let's not forget Dude. that but then this is just this crazy, crazy championship that that I still actually really love. Like my my colleagues in the office in Leeds <laughs> always say to me, like that. They, I was saying oh, I'm looking forward to the championship. Weirdly, like, oh, you won't be saying that if you're stuck in it for several years. And yeah, they they're filled with bitterness because Leeds haven't been in the top flight for what fifteen, sixty, years. yeah, many years. Mm. Um, but. <laughs> but I'm still—it's still a novelty to me—and I'm still enjoying being in this division. And I kind of don't uh, just Premier League and the and the VAR. And yeah. I don't want any of that yet. No no, thank you, not yet. I think this season has definitely
0: been more fun than last season, which may seem slightly bizarre in that uh, ten games in we were looking like going down with a record low number of points and everything was death and, oh God, oh, just everyone's angry at Nathan Jones and uh, we're all sad. Um, but um, I would say this season there have been more sort of memorable Stoke games than last season. And we also, mm-hmm. we're coming from a place of working our way back up from, hopefully, Touchwood rock bottom, um, mm-hmm. rather than having the kind of season-long soul-crushing disappointment of, no, we're not going back to the Prem, are we? No, no, we're 16th, oh God. Whereas now we're looking at 16th thinking, oh, could we could we push on for 16th? That'd be great if we could finish 16th. It'd really be a testament to how well O'Neill's doing. And I think we're a better, better team to watch under O'Neill as well, going back to that style of play uh, kind of thing. Because um, I think it's gradually building. Um, we are... a more fluid side up front than some people may give us credit for and by that I mean he mm. talks about Tyrese Campbell coming on there Tyrese Campbell's been a massive part of it the way he stretches defenders and he's been uh selfless at times Campbell he's, he's done a lot of running where necessarily hasn't been picked out and stuff uh, so he's been a big part of it but I'm just getting the sense of going forward whilst it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination we are trying a little bit more uh, sort of triangles on the edge of the area. I think we talked about f- uh, throwing routines the other week and cutting inside from the yeah, wing positions, yeah, yeah. and we're starting to get a bit more a bit more confident in doing that, and that can lead to some really really lovely football. And um, to be fair, I think Tomintz, you know, he's still completely frustrating, but I'm getting the sense that he's he's a little bit happier, he's a little bit more confident now. Okay, that that'll maybe lead to him doing a. Daft step over and giving the ball away but at least he's in that position and he's not just you know turning his head um 180 degrees and booting it 60 yards back to Tommy Smith um but the real diamond of course in this sort of more intricate play has been Nick Powell and I th- I was very skeptical about him at the start and when he started uh this kind of run of games he's been playing for us uh but of course he's going to be um you know, limited by the fact that he's coming back from injuries and he's getting used to the team and all the rest of it. But it's it's lovely to see a Stoke player who'll do an actual bit of showboating. And there was one moment in the second half where he sent that Cardiff player to insert Welsh establishment here. Um, and yeah, it's just like yes, because that game needed that. It needed a little bit of a little bit of a free song of um, yeah, just. Oh look at we're doing some skill now. We're going to try doing bits of skill. How about that? So yeah, I I, I can't praise uh, Powell enough really because again he is very similar to Tom Hints in that that he will do things that will frustrate you. He will make a sloppy pass or a skew a shot he should score. Um, but he's he's got that end product and he's he's managing to. Um, Fill his boots in terms of assists so far, which is absolutely uh, tremendous. Of course, and I hope McLean can come back soon because I want him back in that number ten position uh, mm-hmm. where he where he should be. But again, the, the, these are works in progress. This isn't Bar Ch- Bar Chester and um, Thompson. This isn't my O'Neill's team. But he's managed to just sort of. Up everything by five percent, mm. just a little bit more from Thomas, yeah. a little bit more from Joe <laughs> Allen, a little bit more sort of dry from Klukas, um, a little bit more confidence from Butland. I think that's a that's a massive thing. He, he, he seems so much list. more confident yesterday. Tell us about Jack Butland then, Tony. He,
2: he's on my list of players that really yesterday stood out. I think I, I saw some comments yesterday saying that he was good, but the things that he was. Doing were the things that you expect of a goalkeeper, mm. which sort of made me wonder if anybody saying that has watched any Stoke games in the past 18 months <laughs> before Michael O'Neill came in. Um, but I think he was doing more than that. He was really commanding his area really well for the first time in ages and taking pressure off the defence, um, which is exactly what you want when your defences are defence. Um, so yeah, I was super impressed with him. And also on the subject of goalkeepers, does anybody else remember when we were definitely signing Alex Smithies for about two years? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was ten years ago now. <laughs> but whenever I see his name, I always think of him as one of ours. Still, for some reason, he just hasn't <laughs> yeah. got here yet. And and he made some excellent saves, like particularly the one on one against Campbell early on. Mm. And um, and then he somehow also managed to make, um, thinking Nick Powell fall over when when mm. he was running through. Mm. Um, but. He he didn't cover himself in glory for the two goals, and he he just wasn't doing that thing that Butland was doing, where he was just taking control of the whenever the ball was near enough, he was coming out and claiming it, and and it's just really good to see Butland doing that again for well again it's been a while.
0: <laughs> Is Campbell one of those players who just has to score a great goal? Because there's a couple of times when he threw on goal and he just seems to blast it at the keeper. Uh, like in the build up to our second yesterday. And you'd think, well he scored an absolute perlet against Huddersfield. He scored a really great goal at, at QPR. He he's kind of um I'd like I'd like to see just a few more tap-ins from Tyrese Campbell, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure well, he's, he'd I'm sure he'd love him as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. He's still he's still a young a young player who's learning mm. learning the game and so a lot of his fantastic goals whilst the technique has been wonderful they are very much a goal on instinct um the 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 ones where he has shown like real thought and technique into it that have been special you, you re- that's that's how you kind of know that he he has got it in his locker to yeah. to score consistently and not just score um <laughs> wonder goals uh, is because like um is it his second goal against Huddersfield I'm thinking of the one that I I wax lyrically about where he's got a defender and the goalkeeper to beat and he manages to still place it in the corner that's a hard thing to do and you can't really finish that on instinct unlike his first goal against Huddersfield where he just volleys it in over the over the top of everyone he but he's he's young and these are things that he will be trained into getting into that mindset and and you would hope that as he progresses in his career that'll be something that comes to him the, the, the mental side of the game is something that develops um, within the
2: player you would hope but it, I think he's got he's got it in him it's, it's really easy to forget that he's raw and this is his first proper season and uh, yeah. it's, the reason it's so easy to forget is because he's still so much better than <laughs> so many strikers we've had in the past few years it's just I mean pace. Who who knew that pace would be a thing that actually mm. is a good thing to have up front?
0: Yeah. It, well, indeed. Um, yeah, I don't think there's uh, anything more I would particularly add on the the team performance yesterday. We we've acknowledged, you know, a you know two two star game, if that, really. But we we did what we needed to do. <laughs> Never looked uh, in any real danger. Uh, nice to see Nathan Collins come off the bench, have a little cameo. I'd like to see him. Uh, more involved as the uh, weeks progress, and maybe there'll be opportunity for a little bit of squad rotation um, in this next kind of barrage of games we've got. So uh, this coming week we have Blackburn away on Wednesday night, followed by Luton away on the Saturday. Obviously, you're eyeing that Luton game up as being the the more must-win of the two. Uh, Blackburn, I feel like I feel like we'll lose that. Because, uh, you know, midweek away from home, I don't associate us with doing particularly well in those kind of games. Um, but, you know, at every point would be a bonus. And I think there may be a bit of rotation for this game. Uh, but after Blackburn and Luton, I think this is the season right here, to be honest. Um, Luton, Hull, Reading, Middlesbrough, Wigan and Barnsley. So uh, four of the sides uh, below us. Are, are Middlesbrough below us now? Did we overtake them? Um. We have, yeah. So four sides currently below us in Middlesbrough, uh, Wigan, Barnsley and Luton there. So uh, how, how, how do we it think... It would be Still... very
2: on-brand to lose all those four. Yeah.
0: So how do you think we'll approach the next week in terms of squad rotation and things like that?
2: I don't think there'll be much. I think maybe one or two, but... Um, I don't, I don't think he'll see it as a as one to one to rest people for. Mm. I, I've seen some people saying we should basically just rest as many people as possible already for Saturday. But based on, I assume Blackburn being seventh off the top eighth. of my head, eighth. Okay, well, Cardiff were eighth on Saturday morning, so I I have a really bad feeling about Luton away. I think I think that that is that is a game that for Luton players. Despite what happened with Nathan Jones in the end, the Luton players and fans will be well up for, and it's just Saturday feels worse to me than Wednesday does for some reason. Um, mm. That's not to say we can't lose both, but <laughs> you know, I, I I don't think there'll be very much. I don't I don't think we'll see massive changes really. But
1: I don't see how they how he can really change much around in the team. We're quite depleted in terms of injuries, yeah. in terms of the plays he would usually want to rotate. So I, I I agree with you, Tony. I think it may be a case of Tyrese may not play one um but I, I don't really see much in the way of change. It's a weird one because as well in the next few fixtures you can see us losing every game or going on a run and winning them. Like it's yeah. I, I I couldn't I couldn't bet on this and be and be confident um, the Luton game, I agree, has more has me scared more than the Blackburn game, mainly because i don't really give a shit if we lose to, to Blackburn because that's expected, but we need to, to kind of beat Luton uh, at least at least I need to beat them because I, I need to rest easy, thinking yeah. that we can get away from this relegation fight. Yeah. Um, but we, we certainly we can do it like I mean they're proper shit. They are really shit. The really, i mean, if you remember them when we played them in the first match of yeah. they, like they they were all they were awful. Like I know that we were really happy with the win, but they they were bad. Yeah, we and, won three 0 oh, sort of just by turning up. Yeah,
0: they have won two of their last five uh, until the weekend. They'd won two on the trot to kind of keep them in the relegation uh, fight, uh, but they're bottom of the league uh, by one point they're one point behind barnsley uh, they've won more games actually than wigan barnsley and middlesbrough this season they've won nine uh, but they've conceded 69 goals which is by some Ooh. margin the most Jeez. in the league i think only uh, then the the next lowest amount is barnsley on 58 so uh, we by contrast conceded 53 and um yeah, so very vulnerable defence, and that's why I'm thinking maybe a bit of rotation, especially with you know the biscuit legs of Nick, Nick Powell. Maybe he'd want to uh, consider that. But hmm. I, think, I think I'm think coming around to what you guys are saying. It's an opportunity for points on the board, Blackburn. We, we can't start fearing uh, Blackburn Rovers. Uh, we, well, we, if we can go to West Brom away and win, then we can go to anyone and win. In theory, can't we? So, um, you know, yeah. take a point, but you know, let's let's go out for three. Um, so, yeah, uh, nervous but uh, hopefully uh, enjoyable times ahead. What do we reckon? Four wins in our final stretch of games should be enough. That'll take us to forty-nine points. They reckon fifty is usually the uh, the sort of benchmark for staying up in yeah. this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so four wins from the next 12 is kind of what we're aiming for.
1: Yeah, I think I think that that's very possible. Um I I certainly think that he that teams like Luton and Barnsley are going unless they do something miraculous they're not going to to get themselves out of it. It's that third and final spot that worries me. Um but then there's there's other teams in this, you know, Huddersfield are not exactly good. Borough, show signs of it and then fall to pieces, and even above us, Charlton. Like they're, God, they're not... Charlton are awful. How are they still above <laughs> us? Yeah, like they're still not. They're still not out of it. I'm yeah. surprised that Hull are so close to us. I think. I mean, I don't think Hull are in any danger whatsoever. But to say, the, well, I they th- haven't they... won
0: any of their last five. They've lost three of the last five. Only two points from that run of games. Um, they've got a minus five goal difference uh, as well which you know it's not great but I think for them I think it's maybe just the goals drying up with uh, Jared Bowen uh, now at West Ham I think Uh, but yeah so slight uh, maybe one to kind of eye up as a team to potentially overhaul they're only overhaul overhaul Um, they're only four points above us so if we're we're looking up those are the kind of teams we want to be uh, overtaking for sure uh, let's quick mention uh, SCFC Women, who we uh, gave the kind of start of the show to last week. Um, One all draw today uh, against Huddersfield Town. Uh, came from behind to equalise in the 73rd minute. Ella Pemberton with a screamer uh, to share the spoils at Clayton Wood. And we found out that uh, in the FA Women's National League final. We'll be playing Sunderland, which is potentially exciting news for us three because um, <laughs> hopefully, if people are sensible in terms of putting together, you know where the final should be played, then between Sunderland and Stoke is pretty much Yorkshire. Yeah, well that that would be <laughs> excellent. Um, Have
1: they not? They've not announced where it is. No, I,
0: I can't there. see anywhere no. where they've said the game would be, but uh, that would be well, nice. How- so, uh, I'd, I'd like to, to find out soon, because
1: genuinely I w- I would really like to to go and I'd like to 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 get a lot of people to go along cuz it's great. Let's we really should should all be going yeah. along to this.
0: We'll have a we'll have a big pod push once we know uh, where the game is being played. It's being played on April the 19th. But yes. yeah, hopefully it's somewhere sensible uh, and accessible for particularly the Yorkshire stokies uh, <laughs> to get to. So, uh, exciting times there um, let's have some questions from the listeners that I put on Twitter, Kasper Ericsson says, ints keep or sell in summer
1: um, I would sell him if we can get uh, money yeah, like, yeah. I, I, like he's, uh, he's, he's come good in the last few games and that's great but I still am not 100% convinced on him and I do think that there are players out there who maybe you know don't have that on his day, he's unplayable, but they're definitely going to be more consistent. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I don't feel like um, Tom Ince has has impressed me too much. Casper Eriksen, also by the way, definitely sounds like a, a regen from Football Manager. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have him at York City at the moment. <laughs> um, Stoke Stoke Hub uh, asks, what are your thoughts
0: on Imbula's departure? And we are still devastated. Um, <laughs> well, in Beulah, hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: now it's n- <laughs> we were never gonna really get anywhere close to a bit of money back the way his loan spell seemed to have been going. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, so long and thanks for that goal against Bournemouth. <laughs> uh, but also, shame you are a symbol for the excess. Of Mark Hughes's uh, time at Stoke, he's very much the Gatsby's party of Hughes' era Stoke. <laughs> he's a symbol of the excess. What was going wrong? Because um, <coughs> underneath oh, that surface, I've, you have just... the you have the tragedy of Gatsby, the tragedy of Hughes. He turned out all right in the end, Mark Hughes. It was what preyed on Hughes. What foul dust <laughs> flowed in the wake of his
1: dreams. I'm just now sat here um, thinking of, Imbula like going into a dressing room and referring to everyone as old sport.
0: And stuff. <laughs> in the 1920s, clothes, yeah. driving that little car around.
2: That little yeah, gold yeah. car. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Oh, man. Can someone well, Photoshop then... or draw that for us? Tim Bueller as Jay Gatsby. I think I think that that needs to be maybe him be as the case.
0: Uh, you know the DiCaprio gif with the champagne. Yes. And the Fireworks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I mean,
0: if any player's got experience in bad Photoshop, it's Gianelli and Bueller. So
1: <laughs> I think that it's whilst whilst we will always have that thing of what what could have been. Yeah. Um, I think. The general consensus is that Impiola was, was uh, as you say, is one of the telltale signs, one of the symbols of Stoke's decline through bad, 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 bad signings, um, mm. and the fact that it's ended with us cancelling his contract is kind of just, just perfectly chaotic. But on the on a positive spin, that's one less digger from that era, one less thing that we need to, to, to be thinking about in the summer um, it, it, it's cost the club money, it's their own stupid fault for doing that um, we'll always have Bournemouth
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's one more barnacle chipped off the, the side of the <laughs> boat isn't it exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, a question uh, about something we are all experts in, finance is um, Mickey B asks, how do the club sit in regards to financial fair play? Will this force a lot of sales in the summer with a small budget allowed to replace those outgoings? Um, And I tried to uh, read an article on your behalf, Mickey, from financialfootballnews.com from January, which is quite in-depth and we should probably link to it on the social medias um, about the fact that we've spent a lot of money on transfers and we've got a really, really high uh, wage bill. Um, And yes, you are right. That We do need to uh, chip off a few more barnacles. We'll probably be nowhere near able to recoup any sort of significant transfer fees for those players, but it will be about reducing the wage bill. We'll have a very similar sort of uh, summer to this one, I expect, sort of, you know free agents loans and you know maybe a little bit of money in the transfer kitty but uh just to kind of sum up this article uh, Stoke need to return to the Premier League swiftly mm. uh, something <laughs> which isn't currently looking likely with promotion out of the question this season Stoke only have next season before their parachute parachute payments cease and they return to the revenue levels of a normal championship side 20 to 30 million <laughs> At this, I mean, who's throwing the word normal about? We're fine the way we are, stop shaming us. Um, At this revenue level, it will be increasingly hard for Stoke to gain promotion, while financial fair play issues may arise, with the club already above the £39 three-year cumulative losses allowed. I don't know what that means, but I think it's bad. Uh, Their relegation (laughs) means they have a grace period to resolve their finances. However, as time goes on, they will come under increasing scrutiny if their finances fail to improve which is basically uh which uh, i hope you go up soon because you know uh uh-oh um so yeah financial fair play i mean why can't our billionaire owner just spend all the money he has that's uh, i don't know
2: i don't don't want to disagree with footballfinance.com if that was it, but Mm-mm. I'm I'm sure that we're trying to, like a lot of these long term loan deals are, are solely because we want to sell these people, we know we're not going to get the money back if we hold on to them then it doesn't count as that loss at the moment we sell them if we, if we sell them with three years left then we're writing off a, a three year portion of their value because their value is amortised over the length of their contract or whatever it is, so that that's why we're still loaning people out, because if we we basically need to wait till the last year of a contract unless we're getting a load of money from. Him, which is also bad, but in a slightly different way. And we definitely, <laughs> yeah, we do need to go up, is is the answer. But I think presumably with Embuda we've already I know we already wrote off a load of the value from him on our way down because we knew we were never getting that back. So if we've paid, i assume we must have paid him up but i guess we must have done some kind of graceful deal with him that means the expense of wages is less than what we've paid him to go away what you I said would, actually made more sense i knew <laughs> what i meant
0: but you you used the word amortize though so it, f- it feels like what you said was more you know more uh, knowledgeable because you know you, you knew the words and stuff um <laughs> O to be Gianelli and Bueller's agent though I think he's probably (laughs) done pretty well For himself or herself But football agents are all wankers So it's probably himself Um, So yes Uh, And a question from Josh on Twitter Uh, Where do you think we'll finish this season And next season going off our games with Mon I will uh, park the next season aspect of that question Because we all know the answer is going to be first But um, (laughs) this season then uh, let's let's put some cards on some tables. Where do we think Stoke City will finish in the league this season?
1: Okay, let me have a look at the table. Let me think. Let me think. I think we will finish
2: nineteenth.
0: Okay, We're exactly where we are now. Yep. Fair
2: enough, Tony. I'm going to say seventeenth. Ooh,
0: the lofty heights of seventeenth or
2: twenty second. Or twenty? 20- oh no,
0: <laughs> bad. That would be bad. Uh, I'm going to say we're going to finish sixteenth. Oh wow! I'm looking at the Reading, I'm thinking one. their shit. I'm looking at Hull, thinking their shit. I'm looking at Charlton, thinking their shit. And we may just be the team that finishes sixteenth in the championship until you know
1: the heat death of the universe. So. <laughs>
0: That's uh, something we can you, all look forward
1: to it. Do you remember the um, Preview podcast for the season, Dave? Oh, yeah Oh, yeah <laughs> And you <laughs> Yeah, like me uh, Tom Froer predicted us going up Like, automatically I predicted, I think, 6th And you were downbeat And at 11th And at that time We were like, I can't understand Why you'd say that It's weird how Even You're now the positive one But also Still Positive positive out of the best of a bad situation. Yeah. In in retrospect... You were right all along.
0: In retrospect, (laughs) the negative prediction of 11th looks really, really positive. Um, (laughs) Yeah. If if we were thinking about next season, given this sort of financial constraint, I I would say uh, happy for... Well, not happy for mid-table, but I would expect sort of hopefully um, some signs of progression, but uh, just... I can't imagine us really being a force next season, given the no. sort of players we expect to leave and stuff. But it is the mad, mad world of the championship, so who knows? Um, yeah, uh, you look
2: at I... some of the shit who are battling for playoffs this season, and you think, yeah. actually, <laughs> God, I, I wonder yeah. if are we all sort of just a bit more positive than the general Stoke City fan base because none of us really witnessed that for, that the derby game. Before like, now, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so. waiting,
1: I'm just waiting for Wayne Thomas to come and score us a few goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I realise that that's a reference. No one will get Patreon, unless they follow yeah, us on Patreon. It's a Patreon
0: reference. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, oh, hang on, well p everyone. Patreon forward slash Wizards of Drivel. Support the podcast and uh, get uh, exclusive, extra podcasts that feature us drunk and. Singing songs, so you know that's great. Uh, on you know, uh, this is slightly awkward now. This is an awkward transition. Pod related news, um, oh. <laughs> Gibby asks, Does Dave think he's bigger than the pod? Uh, <laughs> Ro- Robin Tunstall says, Last time I felt like this was when Tom left Blink182. Godspeed, Dave. Rupert says, Why has Dave left us? Is he the pod's version of Imbula? Uh, James <laughs> says, Who is Dave's Yoko?
1: Oh, don't do that. <laughs> No. So, so no. yeah, a bit
0: awkward. Uh, so, if you hadn't uh, seen on Twitter yesterday, uh, awkward news I'm not going to be doing this so much uh, next season. Uh, it's not you, it's me. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of reasons for it. Uh, none of them to do with the fun times that we all share. Even when Stoke are oh, fucking shit, uh, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Honestly, I'm fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> fucking fine. All right. Jesus, Jesus. <sighs> it's not. It's not the end, though, Dave, is it? Because you're still going to be on it every now and again. It's just that you're you're not going to. I don't know. Sit every week and, and announce this thing. Um, I'll be um... honest with you. My main my main concern. Is that you want to take a step back from running the Twitter as well? And <laughs> I just don't have as many Simpsons references. <laughs> <you>. <laughs>
0: oh dear! I'm
2: happy to try um, and collaborate, but I don't have for login. I think
1: we need Pete Smith.
0: Pete Smith's yeah. Simpsons references <laughs> are s- superb. Chef's kiss. Yes. <laughs> um, I think just think of it more as I'm stepping back from manager to director of football, mm-hmm.
2: moving upstairs.
0: Yeah, moving upstairs, moving into the boardroom, getting those uh, pizzas, getting those, what, whatever you get in the boardroom. Yeah, pizzas. pizzas yeah. yeah, pizzas. I, th- yeah.
2: I think I think it's important that nobody panics. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Um, and I noticed there was a lot of musical references appearing on Twitter. It might be helpful for some of you younger listeners to compare it to something. Um, I think for me, Dave taking this step back is a lot like when Peter Gabriel left Genesis. <laughs> Oh me. fuck off, <laughs> Peter so that,
0: Gabriel. Is that is that the best you could? Oh, no. No, no, in no. my head. <laughs> that, that makes
2: that makes Chris Phil Collins. So that makes me Mike Rutherford. Oh, but the I good news Phil for you, Collins. Dave, is that you get to do I that video. Don't want anyone with, in Genesis. No, you get to do that video with Kate Bush next year.
1: Uh, oh, and probably. I get. Oh, and I get to go and live in Geneva and be not paying my tax. Fantastic. Right, you, you be Mike Thanks Rutherford then.
2: You be Mike and me- no. the Mechanics.
1: No, I'm jealous that Dave gets to release Sledgehammer. (laughs) I I think it's more a kid, another one for the kids, um, Into when uh, Bruce Dickinson left Iron Maiden in the 90s um, and Blaze Bailey came in. uh, And then we all hope for Dave to come back and hopefully one day (laughs) Dave will.
2: (laughs) See also Max Cavalera leaving (laughs) Sepultura.
1: One for the kids, there. One for the kids. I mean, I, I don't. I don't, know I don't even bands. think
0: it's one for the adults. That last one. I don't. I didn't <laughs> recognize the sounds you were making.
1: Oh come on, Dave! Everyone loves sorry, Iron sorry, Maiden. Sorry, Dave. No, is...
0: not the Iron Maiden one. Fr- the one Tony just said. Oh, I am going to say, <laughs>
1: friend, friends of the Pod Wheaters sing about going to see Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh God, maybe that's that who we was need. was weird. I forgot <laughs> about Wheaters following us at the start of the season.
1: <laughs> what, what was that about? <laughs> it was good, were not it? That was a good time. Maybe we just can do the pod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they got not got anything else on, have they? <laughs> no.
1: Well, they won't right. now, no. will they? No. But if we've been yeah, I'm in all seriousness, Dave. Nah, fuck off, we'll, nah. Okay, nah, nah, no further. <laughs> <laughs> we just, to be honest, you're just moving on because you just keep singing rebel songs on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, this yeah, this is a Ofcom regulation. Really, it's uh, forcing forcing my hand. Um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? I've completely forgotten. <laughs> no, brain's Dave. gone. Head's gone.
2: Well, will it help if I tangent slightly, although it's football related? Did anybody else uh, watch the club website extended highlights?
0: No, because no, once was enough.
2: Right, whoever was doing the commentary this week had one of the weirdest days I've ever heard. He was pronouncing Sam Clucas, Clu-cas, like two separate Ooh. words, all the way through. Uh. It was really weird. And he was doing it with Alex smith Ease as well. Like an oh. actual full stop in the middle of their names. It was really bizarre.
0: That well, is, maybe he can do the
1: podcast. <laughs> maybe. The pod-cast. <laughs> <laughs> but in, and again, I will say, in all seriousness... Obviously, Dave, life comes first, and for that, uh, we completely understand why you would uh, need to take a step back. Uh, you're still welcome anytime and anytime you want to come and just chat about Stoke. But to, to general listeners, if, I don't know, people have a good quality microphone and want to come <laughs> and try their hands at I mean, I say good quality microphone because that really, really is the main thing. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> as long as you sound okay, Talent we'll is just let anyone... Nah, no, <laughs> not at all. We just, you just make it up. I mean, go, don't go back and listen to episode one of this podcast because goodness knows it's... Uh, I want to say it's improved. I've I wiped it, it from the feed. You can't find <laughs> it on the feed. I do think that's true, isn't it? It actually starts from like episode 10 or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For good reason. Um yes. Yeah, good how long ago was that? Was it 2016, summer of?
1: Yeah, I think so. I God, think so. yeah.
0: The UK was still in the European Union. <laughs> Different time. The world has changed since then. Um, maybe in a bid to reverse the fortunes of the world, I've stopped doing this. The world
1: and Stoke in particular. Um, well, Not yet, though. You've still got your greatest hits until the end of the season, so... You're not yeah, going just yet.
0: We've got episode 200 to do at some point oh, as well. Fucking hell, can yeah. someone give us. Can anyone. Do, do you live next door to pissing Martin Cola or something? We will literally have anyone <laughs> on for episode 200 because I have no ideas. Um, so no. So, yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a nice celebratory time. It's Should we talk be a about the So Loud and Proud
1: kit? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Let's. Let's go into the murky waters. I think discussing that,
1: that I think it's wonderful that the club have given Stoke Loud and Proud permission to use a retro... Well, I say they've given them permission. I think it's wonderful <laughs> that they've said that they are allowed to yep, use the badge. You can use it. And, and, gen- and, I, and I, this hasn't me even been sarcastic. I think it's genuinely great that, um, that a fan site of any kind is able to to produce something like that and if there's an a, an interest in it that's actually wonderful. Um I don't have the sentimentality for that kit particularly but a lot of people do and that's and that's great. My <laughs> I'm I'm very much interested in intellectual property of of the logo because I want to be able to do something similar <laughs> and maybe that sounds selfish but cool I'm going to Message the club and see what stuff I can nick because I <laughs> because why not? Yeah, by nick you mean get permission for? Yeah, don't need th- permission because they aren't copyrighted. Yeah, no, it, man, I, so. I I
2: I agree with you, Chris. I think it was very generous of the club to yeah. um, advise that they had no legal way of stopping them using that badge <laughs> on that shirt. Listen,
1: <laughs> I, I like we we we've 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 been silly with stout, loud, and proud in the past. I do genuinely mean it, like like it's it's great that they're wanting to to produce something like that and that people are interested. I like, genuinely that's that's awesome and it's awesome that they've approached yeah. the club and the club have said cool, go for it. Um I I'm I don't know. I think that that's a good sign for all like fan stuff. Like great if we can start using old Stoke related stuff, if we can get permission for it and create stuff that fans want. That's awesome. Um I it's difficult to I know that there was a whole argument over intellectual property and our good friend Tom uh oh, Tom. definitely felt felt the brunt oh, felt Tom. the brunt of Yeah. He felt the brunt of that. But if it's difficult to feel like arch defenders of intellectual property of a multi million pound corporation, in it really? Like if if Stoke haven't kept up with I don't know, Copyrighting old logos I don't even know if that's a thing you do But I would have presumed that Anything Under the Like that that used to be Stokes Logos Old footage That the club would retain the rights to that But If they don't Great I want to start compiling old footage of Matches And we can put that stuff out Like I don't it's it's good for fans at the end of the what day. What I
0: enjoyed was in the oatcake thread discussing the shirt. Opinions very much divided over whether the shirt is brilliant or um, the sign of a complete weapon. Uh, so th- that, that, that's, I'm, I'm not taking a position on that. Uh, that's just you know what the uh, difference of opinion was about. Um, but I did notice uh, people on the oatcake posting Tom's. Uh, hot shakes <laughs> and someone, someone posted is this the same Tom uh, that sometimes on the Wizards of Drivel podcast and someone who'd been very mean about oh, Tom, Tom was uh, yeah, match made in heaven uh, but, hey! oh, oh, oh. they that, hate us because they we... ain't us
1: <laughs> listen, listen, again there are different niches and different areas for fans to to enjoy. Some people enjoy the podcast; some people don't. That's fine. Um, and they let us people, know. They let us know. Oh, and, know. and they, but they usually do. They usually do. And and again, it's it's cool. In 2020, I'm trying not to argue with people on the internet about anything because what's it just Cause whatever. Because it's led to the rise it, of fascism it's re- that's, yeah that's yes, one exactly. yeah exactly that is yeah. one <laughs> like we we were ne- we we're never going to be everyone's cup of tea we're not we are not trying i don't think we've ever tried to make this podcast a podcast that's like so by the fans like, like, for uh, the fans you know oh well, yeah it's, it's it, this is what it is and some people hate it some people think we're pretentious cuz we tried to make an, an analogy about Great Gatsby and about imbula <laughs> like that will that will always rile people up. I remember the guy who, in mean, fact, we had him on, didn't we? The, the gent who thought that we were been pretentious students because you started doing about. Yeah,
0: actually, it turned out really lovely, man. And exactly, you know, he, exactly. The internet just catches people on bad days and stuff. And God knows we've exactly. been guilty of that. But I thought this <laughs> kind of um, this kind of social media. Uh, thing was just perfectly encapsulated uh, this week when I posted the uh, upcoming fixtures, but neglected to include the Blackpool uh, Blackburn game. See, see, someone will have immediately jumped on me saying Blackpool by mistake there. Um, neglected to include the Blackburn game. Um, and they they put um, you've forgotten Blackburn, you clown. And there's a, uh, I was like, oh uh, okay, uh, mate. I said. Oh, no need to be a bitter bastard. I was like, i just, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I've got a thing thrown uh, on the wrong to, tweet. Is to, that alright? No, uh, no, no, no. No, you dickhead. To,
1: to be fair, that man's name. But surname was Kloomer, and you did say, Okay, Kloomer. What's wrong with that? It was <laughs> nothing. Nothing, it was nothing is wrong with that. It was very funny. That is but what
2: we will miss when you're not in charge of a Twitter 24 7.
1: Aggravating crowd Twitter, yeah. What would I have done? Oh, I'd have sent him a GIF. I don't know. I apologise. to do. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so more. Oh, the the official uh, the official Wizards Twitter is going to be so more just sanitised no. rubbish. I, no, I reckon there. we get Tom to run it and just watch no. <laughs> the whole no. thing implode. No, because right, right, and and I I genuinely love Tom, and I know he rubs people up the wrong way with his opinions and his w- way of <laughs> talking to people, but. I also really like the podcast Having listeners <laughs> And whilst Tom coming on is great Because he does know his stuff With his stats And he, he does make some really interesting points If you put him in charge of our Twitter It's all We're just going to Love you Tom Lose people It's like when I retweet something Really left wing And I suddenly see Oh yep yeah, I've lost four followers today I'm going to assume it's because I like that tweet about Bernie Sanders It's just That's just going to be us on our official Twitter, and and I don't want that. Sorry, Tom.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that's enough wittering for one evening. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me, Chris.
1: Thank you, Dave, and I hope you have a nice week.
2: (laughs) Me too. Thank you, Tony. Thank you very much, Dave. All right. Go on, Stoke.